Hello and welcome. I'm Chelsea, certified mermaid, diver, and science communicator. And I'm Blake, scuba dive master, freediving instructor, and also a science communicator. We've created the Save the Mermaids podcast to connect ocean lovers from across the seven seas who have a desire to protect our waters and learn to live in sync with nature. Save the mermaids, save the seas. Let's dive in. And now for our happy environmental news of the week. Okay. So this is pretty cool. Um, It happened in the second week of January, 2022. Um, A pod of 1000 fin whales was spotted in the same waters. They were whaled to near extinction last century. I know, I know. So um, a zoologist photographer, Connor Ryan, was aboard the polar cruiser National Geographic Endurance when he spotted the whales. So can you, each fin whale is about 27 meters long. Okay. Can you imagine a thousand of them? That's insane. Apparently it crossed like two miles worth of water. Wow. And all just spouting all over the place. Like how magical is that? Do we know if there's a video of this? <clears throat> there are pictures. He posted on, I want to say it was his Twitter. Okay, we need to share it. Yes, yeah. that's amazing. Um, again, his name was Connor Ryan. He's a zoologist and photographer. So yeah, and it's cool because this happened between the Orkney Islands. Oh, I love. getting into our mythology <laughs> yes. though. And the Antarctic Peninsula, so wow. super north. But yeah, they used to be whaled so much there. They were almost gone. They were almost gone. And now they've spotted a thousand of them together. Mm. So there's a couple of things that um, kind of go in with this. Um, fin whales can live up to 120 years. Oh. So they those whales that are still alive are still feeling the effects of this whaling. Um, And it's interesting to note that while we label them now as solitary creatures, that doesn't mean they weren't previously social, but had to change because of the whaling. So the fact that they're together now seems weird because they're supposed to be solitary, but they could be being comfortable again now to be back in pods. Like the solitary could just be because there were so few. Right. Well, so few. And then just, you know, like, you know how you said, like in one of the first episodes, how humpbacks learned to get away from California. Right. So the fin whales were being whaled so much that they learned to just disperse. Wow. So now this sighting of a thousand of them together is, it's a big deal. And they can probably like the oldest ones and like the matriarchs, whatever, they can probably remember. Yeah. Like that trauma is not just like passed on, but it's also, it's still literally there. Right. Like the ones that were being hunted are still alive. Wow. Yeah. So um, this ship, the National Geographic Endurance was up there kind of study. I think they were studying with other fishing like they're not a fishing boat they were studying with other boats that were fishing collecting krill so there were four krill fishing vessels around okay and the whales obviously they are um baleen whales so they have no teeth but filter and eat krill like humpbacks yeah so um that's what they think they were doing was being attracted to all the food that these four vessels were getting it was like so much krill in one spot that all the whales kind of converged and started feeding. Oh, that makes me so happy. Oh, so yay for fin whales. Yay for 
Finn wins. We need to do an episode. We had just we're never gonna run out of things to talk about. Even mm-hmm. if we just talk about one animal a day, right? A week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're just amazing. Fin whales. There's so many of them. Wow. 27 yeah. meters. Like, that's I long. don't think people realize how big that is. That's like almost what 90 feet. Holy yeah, shit. it's about 90 feet. That's it's, a big whale. That's a big animal. Like diving down 30 meters is really difficult. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just its body length. Swimming the length of an animal. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh. oh, okay. So I am really excited about today's episode mostly because I didn't do anything to prepare <laughs> except for I'm ready to react and ask good questions. That's what I need of you because <laughs> it's kind of insane. I'm excited. <clears throat> so today's episode is all about the axolotl. Axolotl. <laughs> and I had to research how to say it. Well, I, I don't think I've ever known. Um, they're totally having a moment right now, which is kind of what made me want to do it. Okay. I've I, seen them on Instagram all the time. All I know is they're pink and sometimes pink and a salamander. I don't even know where they're from. I don't yeah. know what they do. I don't know what they eat. Oh, you're about to know. I've only that. seen a lady. Have you seen the lady who like draws on the glass? Like he'll be looking in the glass and she draws like glasses on him. Or a little yes, mustache. Yes, yes. That's <laughs> all that I know about axolotls to be oh honest. Gosh, she's so cute. I forgot about her. So cute. Um, yeah, they're having a moment. There's like stickers of axolotls everywhere. Yeah. I feel like a lot of elementary school kids are like obsessed with drawing them. Okay. So they're having a moment. I figured we should capitalize on this talk about it turns out this is a great time to talk about them because they are in trouble i had no idea how do people have them as pets if they're in trouble um i will get into that it's a little bit different of a process as far as wild and captive okay um but let me just start at the kind of beginning so axolotls are named from the aztec god xolotl (laughs) Which, which literally translates into water monster, which is crazy because they're so fucking cute. They're really cute. So I don't know if the Aztecs have like real low standards on what Maybe monsters. Just, I mean, I feel like they were such a badass people though. Like they cut out people's hearts and like did human sacrifices and stuff. Yeah. Maybe if it was really big, it could be scary. Well, and uh, maybe it's very culturally significant okay. this little guy so maybe that was kind of the tie like their god and then the the thing they revered like the manifestation of yeah. their god kind of thing. <clears throat> right okay interesting yeah okay. super interesting water monster maybe it's because of their little frilly head oh me i just think it's so cute it's so cute oh my <laughs> gosh they're so interesting too i can't wait to tell okay. you all the things so it is a salamander you're right okay. it's um originally from well it's only from mexico okay the one very specific lake and i'm gonna say it once and then i'm gonna say lake because i'm gonna say it wrong okay um i had to write it down oh my gosh where is it so they're not anywhere else but this one lake lake. yeah um oh my gosh this is kind of embarrassing because i totally thought as you look for that I thought that they were like a cave, like a river cave dwelling animal. I thought they were a cave animal. Right? Like you don't think, I don't know what I thought of an axolotl was, but you always see the pictures of them up close and it's dark behind them. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought of them as a lake animal. I thought it was like a cave, wet cave dweller. Yeah, we would be wrong. All right. So the lake in Mexico City is called Lake. Chochimilco. 
I am so Zochimilko. Yeah, it's I'm so sorry, Zochimilko. everybody. I couldn't find how to say it. So it's spelled X O C H I M I L C O. Xochimilco. I'm gonna call it the lake from the now lake. on. <laughs> yeah. So that is the only place that they are found. Okay. Um, so they're from a very, very small specific area, the lake. The Aztecs used to love them and built their capital cities on islands near water inhabited by them. So like a big deal to the Aztecs. Were they good luck? Or... Uh, well, Why something about them was, so they're kind of magical. I think this is why, because <laughs> um, <clears throat> these, these animals are bananas. Okay. Um, but yeah, so the Aztecs love them. It, obviously back when the Aztecs were um, reigning, axolotls were much more abundant uh-huh. so that whenever they would find them they'd build up a capital city next to them okay so kind of crazy um but the spanish settlements in the 1500s started to um, begin the draining of a lot of lakes and that started the axolotls awful journey toward extinction so the spanish came or the uh yeah the spanish came in and started draining lakes therefore getting rid of wait why did they drain lakes i'm not really sure oh wait oh i i just answered my own question oh tell us do you remember josiah because he's such a history nerd um told me something about like whenever people would come in they were trying to like decrease the power and i if I'm remembering correctly, I think it was the Aztecs who had like these amazing like floating farms and like all of this stuff. Like they had a lot of wealth from their lakes. So maybe it was something like that, like just to try to kill off the people or take the gold or whatever it is that conquistadors. That makes a lot of sense. Trying to take the power away from them. Yeah, that makes sense. Floating farms comes in later. Oh, does it? Yeah. (laughs) Love that you said that. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Um, So yeah. So the 1500s started um, the downfall for these poor little guys. And even today, Mexico City's pollution is harming their numbers like a lot. I was going to say for that to be there for that lake, it's not like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of a, it's like LA. Yeah, exactly. It's really, it's a real bad spot for them to be in because the pollution is just constant and bad. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> let's talk about how special they are. Okay. So axolotls are nutenic, which means they become with adults without going through metamorphosis. So if you look at their salamander cousins, uh-huh. salamanders start off with fins and then they kind of sprout their legs and they come out of the water because they go through a metamorphosis in their like preteen years or whatever, whenever. <laughs> <laughs> they become adults. Um, axolotls become adults not going through that. So they don't lose their gills or their fins and they spend their lives in the water. Rarely, rarely one will reach maturity and change, but that is because scientists make them do it by injecting them with iodine. That like force starts their metamorphosis what? and they don't live long after that. So they like change and then die. So in the wild, they don't ever reach that. ever metamorphize huh <clears throat> i know isn't that interesting oh we, okay Keep yeah going. so this yeah um then when they do metamorphize if they're in a lab and injected with the iodine or if it happens in the wild which is crazy oh. they'll resemble the tiger salamander so they they even change appearance appearance drastically in that way i'm looking that up okay yeah listeners go ahead and look that <laughs> up too um, oh, they are so cute too. <laughs> Look at that eyeball. 
they kind of, you can kind of see how they're related, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They look like they're like merp. Look at their mouth. No, <laughs> so merp, and so are the axolotls. So, who was it? who's like? Let me inject this animal with iodine. Seriously, I have no idea. Okay. Like, why would you? I can't. Like the the rabbit hole we would go into. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Um, there's actually a lot of scientific morale problems in this little Ooh, story. Okay. So, um, the face more, the oh, I know, they're so cute. Oh. I do want one though. I do too. Yeah. Well, when I typed in axolotl, the first thing that came up was axolotl for sale Oahu. So Uh-oh. that's fun. Oh, I love that. Okay. okay. Good. <laughs> All right. So they can get up to a foot long and, uh, live for 15 years. Did you say a foot long? Yeah. That's so maybe that's where the monster part comes from. Salamander. Can you imagine like the I was thinking like the size of my hand, like six inches at most. Yeah, a foot. Okay, I can see that as a monster. And live for a while. Yeah, that's a long time. Mm-hmm. Do they and take a while to reach maturity? Does it do they ever actually like how do they have babies? No, Are they don't. Gonna... Uh I don't think we're going to get too much into their reproduction. Okay. Maybe a little. The gray ones are kind of ugly. Oh, no, he's so ugly. Look at <laughs> he's like <Okay>. pug cute. <laughs> oh, keep going. Okay, um, I got us distracted. No, you're good. You're good. So, yeah. So, obviously, they have their gills on the outside. Uh-huh. Um, and that never goes away because they don't metamorph. But, yeah. Oh, they're the little, little feathery things. their gills. Mm-hmm. So, similar to a nudibranch. Yeah, kind of. Oh. Interesting. I wonder if they have anything in common. Yeah, it's um Katie taught us. What was the name? For yeah, there was a Bronx. name. Yeah, there's a name. Sorry, Keep Katie. <laughs> we'll be listening to that. Yeah. Thing. Oops, we need to listen to our own podcast. All right. <clears throat> so the coolest thing, well, I don't know. They're all cool. The one of the cool things about the axolotl is its power to regenerate. Now, a lot of things in nature can regenerate, but these guys can regenerate limbs their spinal cord, their jaw, their tails, their skin, no matter how many times you cut them, it comes back perfect every time. And literally like their spinal cord there's so like if they got chippity chop mm-hmm. or like if you smash whatever, something smashes and it only takes like less than a couple months. I feel like humans are going to try to, they do. It's awful. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, their spine can regenerate in less than 60 days, naked gills. That's yeah, that's probably it. Oh, that wasn't even like a hard word. <laughs> nudie bronk, naked, nudie, naked, bronk gills. Oh, oh my, my god. god, it's been a day. We okay, you guys. We're not scientists. <laughs> um, so yeah, their regeneration powers are insane and it's flawless every time. So I could totally see how once somebody finds that out they would be worshipped, grow your whole freaking city around them because they're magic, 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 like actual magic. It, it is insane to the science behind this. So they are a thousand times more resistant to cancer than any other animal. What? A thousand times because of their cells being so regenerated. How do they <laughs> are you gonna explain how? Yes. Okay. So after amputation, um, whether it's or amputation or any kind of harm, what is that like chapped in half, how do you, how do they die? It's going to get weird. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they die, they're mortal. Like they'll die. It's I'm sure if you, oh, if you were like really ruined them, yeah. there's gotta be some part of it that 
Can't is important. Other. Yeah. Right. Or so they lose too much blood or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, yeah, if they starve or something, which we'll talk about. Okay. Um, so after you amputate them or whatever, and any part of them goes away, the cells at the site of the injury transform. So if like, say you cut off their leg, they go from being like skin cells or blood cells, the cells themselves change into stem cells. What? So they just regrow whatever he needs. That's so cool. I know. And that is true with anything like the spinal cord itself. That's insane. I know. So you could like regenerate your own spinal cord. And fast. Like a leg. I mean, I still don't get that, but I have, we've seen it in other animals. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but not a spinal cord. And this thing is flawless. Like some other animals you can kind of tell. Yeah. You like know, their that nub is off or whatever. Mm-hmm. Huh. These guys are perfect every time. So uh, they're being studied to obviously help burn victims, amputees, cancer patients. Like this is a very important animal Yeah, and it's super important that we keep them around. Mm-hmm. Um, but science is not being super moral in terms of yeah. the axolotl. Um, a lot of people have, not a lot of people, a lot of scientists have, um, experimented in terrible ways there's one where um a scientist injected a green glowing protein like a bioluminescent kind of thing into an axolotl to see what's happening you know what i mean like so they're glowing we can see it um so they can kind of tag a cancer cell and kind of track what happens to it um oh this is awful oh no okay Um, yeah warning this is I kind of see it as like a Mr. Potato Head kind of experiment so if you take one axolotl's leg and put it on another axolotl they have like um I saw it described as plug and play oh so like you take somebody's leg and you put it on somebody else and the body will accept it like they'll be like oh this is my new leg like whoa what so it's not like you have to sew it back on right they just the cells connect somehow and then he has a new leg so can you imagine what like people who get hurt or amputees or anything like that like you cut your finger off somebody died and there's an extra leg you can just pop it on oh here's these extra cells there's a reason we're not allowed to do that i feel i know it's so playing god yeah (laughs) it's so playing there's a reason we're not axolotls yeah so, um, with the neon one, the one that they injected the bioluminescence in, you can see, like, if you have his leg and you put it on an albino, the albino will grow a neon limb. So you can see that it's very clearly, you know, not the his. Other leg. Yeah. What? I know. I know. So in 1968, this is terrible. Sixties oh, no. scientists should be ashamed. Of oh, that was a lot of weird stuff. Oh, we didn't talk about that in the dolphin episode. Ugh, that was mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, scientists in 1968 put a head on the back of another axolotl. Ew. It lived for 65 weeks. Ew. With a head on its back. Did both the heads do things? I guess. Eat? Like they were both completely functional. That's disgusting. I know. It's super. Like people why? are weird. People are weird. Like, what is the impulse to do that? But it worked because these creatures are magical. That's the, I don't. I know. I don't understand <laughs> what's happening. I, I know. It's How crazy. come nobody taught me about this? Right? <laughs> I would have loved to learn about this. They are super popular. Can you go to for I hope so. I would love to. Yeah. Um, so 
oh, here we go. They eat mollusks, worms, and bugs. Okay. Um, they suck like a vacuum. So they oh. just kind of open their mouths and like, <laughs> bugs gone. <laughs> um, tilapia eat their young and their food. Oh. And here's something gross. They snack on each other as babies, but they regrow. So it's fine. Oh, so like, Hey, let me give your limb. Cause I'm hungry, but yeah. then I'll give you mine later. Yeah. And you're just going to go right. I know it's super weird. Um, there's just like a lot of weird stuff about them eating each other as babies <laughs> is so, and it's like, okay. And it's not even cannibalistic. <laughs> Cause it's not like they're dead. Right. Just like, yeah, give me some, I'll give you yours. I know. So they're kind of amazing and super helpful. Um, in 2020, they were near extinction because of pollution, yeah. invasive species like the tilapia and perch. So oh. people have brought those fish into the lake and those tilapia the eat the babies. Lake. Yeah. That lake, I can't say. Okay. X lake. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they eat their young and they eat their food. So the axolotls can't find food now because of the invasive tilapia oh, and perch. Yeah. So it's a combination of pollution. It's a combination of invasive species. Um, there are, as of the count I found in 2022, less than a thousand adults in the wild. Oh no. So to go back to your question about, I feel like a ton of people have them in captivity. I feel like I see them all the time on it. Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So you wouldn't think they're an endangered species at all because right. people do have so many and there yeah. are a ton in captivity. The problem with it is that axolotls are so special that when you breed them in captivity, their genome is a little bit different. So to keep the specialness of the original wild axolotl, we need original wild axolotls. So the genomes in the captive ones aren't the same. They're not the same animal basically if you you might not know this um but are are there any like efforts to scoop them out of the lake and put them into like a breeding program so the only efforts and that's interesting because that would be a really good thing I know there are efforts I also think that this is not a very well-known epidemic it's, yeah it's in Mexico City so yeah. like if there's an endangered animal in LA you're not going to really hear about it because mm. I mean, you know, businesses, right? Yeah. It's <laughs> all like, these like huge conglomerates are, aren't going to be like, Hey, let's save the ice level and not develop this super expensive area of land. Exactly. You know? So the efforts that I found were, um, mostly ideas that are being presented to the people of Mexico city. So one of them was, um, the floating gardens, like having farmers build their gardens on the lake, therefore giving the axolotls, not only the nutrients and food they need, but the a place to hide from the tilapia. Right. So a little bit more of an ecosystem and a little more protection for them. <gasps> so that's something. So the Aztecs work. were helping them out. Right. Interesting. I know. I wonder if they're doing it on purpose. I don't know. Symbiotic like relationship. Um, there are other ideas of incorporating it into tourism. So guides can like the fishermen of the lake to go see an axolotl. Totally. 100%. And like have them teach people and bring awareness to the axolotls and have you know you can't dump your shit in this lake because there's these adorable little things that are actually magic that could help us so much yeah but there are less than a thousand adults in the wild are there any breeding programs of like the captive ones to help the biodiversity i'm not really sure i would assume that there's a lot of biodiversity happening because so many of them are captive yeah so there's got to be at some point there's got to be a change of 
And it means that at least they're easy to take care of. Like if someone can have one, them in their home, it's not like our issue with like the Vaquita who just, they have actual heart attacks whenever you try to catch them. So right. they could just never be in captivity because the captivity is what can keep them safe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm all for like, if there's eight of them left, put them somewhere safe where people aren't going to mess with right. them. We know? need like a little sanctuary. For axolotls. <laughs> I know. And, and I didn't see anything about it being bad to keep them in captivity. Obviously you should know what you're doing and take care of your little baby, but right. it doesn't sound like it's something that we need to boycott or anything as far as having an axolotl. Oh, I just looked up, um, reproduction. Axolotls become sexually mature at about 18 months. So it's while they're still in their aquatic larval form. So they can Mm. reproduce before they're fully developed. Um, They have a courtship dance. Aww. (laughs) And it just reminds me of the the spring break we talked about in our- Yeah. (laughs) All these animals have such fun little sex parties. (laughs) Good for them. That's so cute. Um, So after the courtship dance, the female axolotl takes up the sperm capsule deposited by the male. Eggs are laid individually, usually on plants. So that would make sense as to mm-hmm. all these fish are easily eating them compared to trying to find them in like a floating right. farm kind of thing. Yeah. And it makes sense that you would need the farms so they could attach the eggs to it. Yeah. It would just yeah. be a little bit easier for them. Oh, so I don't know. We should find like a little build a floating farm fund and axolotl to them. <laughs> Save the axolotls. Save the axolotls. The pink ones. Are those the albinos, like the pink ones that I see everywhere? Yes. Okay. And so they're usually that brownish, muddy color, which makes sense if they're in a lake. I don't know about their natural color. I think they're usually albino. I know they breed in late winter and early spring. Aww. Those poor guys. The albino, they're so cute. I think because they're albino is why I thought they lived in a cave. Mm, like they just Yeah, because the pictures cavey. all look like... Yeah. Like that looks like it would totally be in a, in a cave. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. So there you go. And apparently like, it actually seems like they're very easy to have in an aquarium. Cause if you want them to, like, if you want to trigger reproduction, you just lower the temperature to 15 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can isolate the capsules. If you have sev- several, isolate the couples, if you have several individuals in the same tank. So it's pretty easy to like yeah help them get it on if you need to help them get them on which is a good sign for us to hopefully help them in the wild yeah I and I wouldn't say that like keeping them in captivity is bad because obviously we want axolotls on this earth Uh but the the important part is getting those wild ones to up their numbers yeah Yeah. exactly and imagine how cool it would be so like in Egypt there's this thing it's called the pharaonic um village Mm -hmm. and you go in and you see what essentially it was like to live in ancient pharaonic Egyptian times right so imagine doing something like that with the Aztecs in Mexico City because tons of tourism you fly into Mexico City and then you go to Cancun or uh, the Yucatan or Mm. all these amazing places in that beautiful country so having a place like an Aztec village floating on the river everything super healthy it would be the coolest tourism with axolotls everywhere yeah (laughs) axolotls would be like the tourism Mm -hmm. you know what i mean the axolotl capital of the world because it's the only place they are literally the capital of the world literally the capital oh my gosh that's so cool i know aren't they like such an important thing we could learn and benefit so much from them if we give them the time of day right now are they social yeah 
Okay, so mm-hmm. they like like to be with other ice bottles. Yeah, but there's like none left. Oh. I, that lake is big, so if you think like they're oh, there's only a thousand of them in there. Yeah. yeah. Plus, they're hiding from the tilapia and the perch. Oh, those darn tilapia! I know they're delicious, though. They are delicious. You just eat them all and get them out. Okay, let's eat all the tilapia and save the axolotls. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for diving in with us today. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Save the Mermaids Podcast. Visit our website at www.mermaidconservation.com for all the podcast merch and our eco-friendly favorites. And don't forget to join our Facebook community, Save the Mermaids Podcast Community. This is where we will post our monthly meetups, share our favorite underwater adventures, and connect with like-minded ocean lovers all over the world. Until next time, mermaids! Mm-hmm.